Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Maseches Nadarim Davzain, and we're starting on the top line of Davzain Amaral. We've been discussing the scope of a yad for a neder. A yad for a neder to review for the 30th time, I don't know, is a, a, a slightly removed language, an indirect language about a neder, and whether or not that rule that we know that applies by Nadarim and Nazirus, whether it applies by other areas as well. And yesterday, we discussed a couple of those different areas, and the Gemara today is going to continue in that conversation. The Gemara asks on the top of Zayin and Aleph on the top line, Yesh Yad Litzdaka, O'ein Yad Litzdaka. When it comes to making commitments for tzedakah, do we say that a language of a Yad is meaningful language? Does it actually function as a commitment of money to uh, to tzedakah. So says the Gemara, hey, chidami, that depends. What's the case? If a person were to say, quote, this money in my right hand is tzedakah, and this too, if that's what we say, that's crystal clear. That's the same exact, both phrases are the same, right? They're very similar. So says the Gemara, that can't be the case where we're asking our question about whether or not a yad works for tzedakah. Ella says the Gemara, four lines down, amar hadain velo amar nami. In regards to the second part of his phrase, he only said, and this. So in his right hand, he had money in it, and he said, all of this money is going to tzedakah. And then in his left hand, he put out his left hand and said, hadain, this. He didn't say this also, he just said this. Velo amar nami. He didn't say this also, because when you say also, also tethers back to the previous part of the comment. But it could be like this, maybe something else, right? So we don't know what this means. That's the Gemara's question. My, what would we say? Do we say that Hadain, that when we say the second phrase of Hadain, Namit Staka, that it's also going to be Tzedakah Kamar, Odilma, or perhaps, perhaps my the Hadain, what does it mean when he says this? That's really Lenafkusa, Be'alma Kamar. It's about spending in general. I'm going to use this money to go to Jewel. I'm going to use this money to buy Romanian. Vidiburo, who delo aske, but he never finished his sentence. So when you don't say the word also, which tethers us back to the previous comment, which was crystal clear. So that's what the Gemara is uh, is debating. And the Gemara says six, seven lines down, Mi Amrinan, do we say that Kevan de Iskash le Korbanos, since the world of Tzedakah has a comparison to the world of Korbanos, and since by the world of Korbanos, we know that a Yad functions and can be Machai of someone in a Yad like we saw yesterday, Harezu Chatosi, Harezu Ashami, maybe we should say over here by Tzedakah too. And how do we know that there's a Hekish? Because the Pasuk says, Beficha, the Pasuk here, in full reads when the pasuk says beficha says the gemara zutzedaka and maybe we should have made the following comparison ma korbanos yad just like when it comes to the world of korbanos <coughs> we know that the rules of yad apply af yeshla yad would we say that the applicability of yad carries from korbanos over to tzedaka odilma or perhaps maybe we would say a little bit differently. Maybe Maybe the only thing that's going over the bridge in the Hekish between Tzedakah and the world of Korbanos is the Isra of Baal Te'acher. But maybe nothing more than that. And that is the Gemara's question. We don't have an answer presented here. The Ran uh, does go through the Psak in each of the various cases over yesterday's and today's Gemara. Some are L'Chumra, some are L'Kul. The Gemara says a third of the way down, let's ask the question again. Do we say, yesh yad lehefker, odilma ein yad lehefker? When I am setting something as hefker, do we say that, um, that when I say my phrase of hefker, this is now hefker, great. And if I then add 
And this too, would that work? Does a yad work by the world of, of Hefker? So the Gemara says, it should be the same exact thing. You're taking coins, you're taking something that's worth money, and you're giving it away to something else. Why would we ask any different? Says the Gemara, it's coming to tell us an imtim salamar. If this, then that. What does that mean? Says the Gemara, five lines before the wide lines. Imtim salamar, yesh yad You might say that there is a yad for tzedakah, the ain hekesh lamechza, because the mechza, the the uh, hekesh, excuse me, between tzedakah and korbanos, it's not a it's not a bridge that's, that's that has a one way valve on it. Everything goes over the bridge. So if you're going to say that we have a comparison for Baal Ta'achar, you also should learn from korbanos to tzedakah about about a yad. Hefker hefker mi amrinan. Would we say hainu tzedakah or dilma or perhaps shiny tzedakah? Maybe tzedakah is actually different than hefker. And listen to the Gemara's distinction as to why tzedakah should be different than hef than hefker. The tzedakah lochazia eloleanim. Tzedakah is only useful for someone who needs tzedakah. Nobody likes taking handouts. If you're making enough money to not take a handout, you're not taking a handout. And if you need money, and even then, some people don't take handouts. That's what that's hard. That's a hard thing to do to be that vulnerable. So maybe we would say the by tzedakah, where it's lo Maybe we'd say that the halacha would be different there by tzedakah than aval behefker bein laanim bein laashirim. So the Gemara again doesn't have an answer. We've asked two questions and left them unanswered. Do we say that there's a yad? that applies to the world of tzedakah? And do we say that there's a yad that applies to the world of um, to the world of hefker? And to that, we don't know the answer. Then the Gemara says, In regards to establishing that a room will be a bathroom, but it's not yet a bathroom. If I appoint that room, this will be my bathroom, architectural plans. And they build the frame of the house. They didn't have architectural plans, I presume, back in the day, not the way we do. Architectural plans may not be very much. But once we build the space that will be the bathroom, even though it's never been used as a bathroom, and even though there's no tzoa, and it's mamish, not a bathroom, but would there be such a thing where by simply calling that place a bathroom, does that make it into a bathroom? Says the Gemara, do we say, Boy Ravina, Yesh Yad say Olo? And the Gemara asks two thirds of the way down on the first long line, Hey Chidami, what's the case? If the person said, Hadain Besa, this room, it literally means house, but in the context, this house, Lehabi Besa Kisa, remember their, their bathrooms were outdoors, or they were like a, an outhouse, literally. So that's okay. So the room that they're setting aside as a Besa Kisa, the Hadain Nami. I say that this fixture over here, this building, that's my five by five shack, that's going to be a bathroom. And the other five by five shack, the Hadain Nami, says the Gemara, if that's the language, then Ahu Besa Kisa Nami have it, then the language is perfect. This is a bathroom. And this also, remembering that the word also or nami hooks back into the first sentence. When you say also, you know, sometimes we've seen Mishnahis that start with the word vechain, and the Gemara will say, my vechain. What, what do you, oh, so when you say nami, it's very clear that your second comment is the same as your first comment. So that can't be it. Ella says the Gemara, Kigon, it must be the Omar Vehadain. Yes, he properly established building number one to be a bathroom. And building number two, he just pointed and said, and this. But Velo Amranami, he didn't say this also, so we don't have that word that brings us back from the second comment to the first. That's the Gemara's question. My, what's the halacha? Do we say... You're correct, but he's not answering a question. If you look at... The Gemara says, He says, 
He says this room is going. He's not answering a question. We'll see a, a raya for what I'm saying in the Gemara in a little bit. That that's that 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 that's not the case. So then the Gemara says, "My what third line of the wide lines? My what would halacha be? Do we say hadain de Amar when he only said the word hadain? The hadain that he said." Is nami Maybe it really does mean the same thing, a little bit like Stan is saying. It's kind of the context seems pretty clear as to what's going on. Odilma, perhaps no, my vehadain. When he said vehadain, what does it mean? So this is my bathroom, and, uh, and this, uh, without finishing a sentence, is for something else. Again, we're really harping heavily on the word nami here, also, because that is what makes it very clear. Now, we don't have an answer to this question. But the Gemara brings up a fascinating point. Lemaisa, are we allowed to daven in that room? There's construction on the corner of my block. I, they know where the bathroom is. It's already been framed out with wood. Can I stand in there and say Shema? Can I stand in there and put on tefillin? Says the Gemara. But this is before anyone's ever used it anyways. That here we're in the we're in the we're in the assigning stage. So if I know that the back left corner of this house is is meant to be a bathroom, that's what it is on the architectural plans, and then they build the frame. According to our Gemara, you cannot say Shema there. You can't wear tefillin. Nothing. It's a place that you're not any rules, any bathroom rules, whatever it is. Even though there's no no. Yes. Michlal says the Gemara. What's implied from here? For questions as to you, we don't in bathrooms, but. Our bathrooms are not right. That, that was your distinction from before, but this is even less than that. This isn't. Yeah, there's no toilet in there yet. It, yeah, zimun. The Gemara is going to call it zimun. I was uh, driving around with Mordechai Willig once, uh, and uh, the only place to wash Natilas Yadaim was in a bathroom. So he said, "No problem. I'm happy to wash my hands in a bathroom," and he did, because our bathrooms are what are referred to in halacha as beisakise uh, shel parsiim. The Persians were one of the first people. It wasn't really full plumbing, but what they did is they dug a hole under the pit where you'd go to the bathroom, and it had a curve under it. So when they would go to the bathroom, all the tzoa would, uh, would would find its way to the bottom uh, in a way where you couldn't, where it wasn't directly visible, and that limits and minimizes the direct exposure to tzoa, which really makes it that it's not so bad to say a bracha in a bathroom. Really, even the urinals, our bathrooms sometimes they smell bad if you don't take care of them, but if you if you got the urinal cakes in there, you do it the right way. It doesn't smell so bad. Urinal cakes don't smell good, by the way, just FYI. So you should probably find another solution. Who do they? Are you talking about Natila Siadai and Brahamotzi? Are you talking about Asher Yotzar? Oh, I've never heard that. Brahamotzi, I've heard that because the Raman Shulchan Aruch speaks about the fact that drying your hands is part of the Natila Siadai. You have to make the bracha when your hands are wet. So if you're making, we don't make bracha in the bathroom. Correct. We, probably, 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 especially if there's, especially if there are stalls. Yeah. Because we're from. Because we're from. It also the bathroom can smell. Also, that is a problem too. If you're next to a garbage can and it smells terrible, you also shouldn't dive. And so there's really multiple issues. But the so, but the soa issue per se is really not a big issue. What? Same, same, anything, any religious activity that would otherwise be prohibited in a bathroom, really our bathrooms are not so bad. So in Atar Sayala, I don't know if you noticed this, in the bathrooms in Atar Sayala, they have a totally different room for the sinks. That's mamish mutter lechatchila to make a bracha in that room. Pasha, that's for sure. It's all a totally different room. Nothing to even talk about. But they're also from, they don't want to put a sink in the hallway, so they closed off. I, don't, I didn't ask them, I'm just, I presume, I'm postulating it could be. Okay, so it says the Gemara, here's, our, here's what we inferred from Ravina. Michlal, fourth line. 
it seems that it's obvious to him that we can do what's called zimun for a base. Zimun is effectively appointing that this in due time will be a bathroom. <laughs> so when the house is all framed out, and I know where the bathroom is, and there's even a hole in the floor to take the pipe that will be the pipe for Tsoa, but no one's ever used it to go to the bathroom. It seems from Ravina that that room has a den of a besakise. And the Gemara says, how can that be? This actually, in another place in Shas, was actually a question that he asked. This is found in a couple of places in Shas. You can see on the side, Brochos and Shabbos. He's minu lebeisakise mahu. What is the din if we set aside a room to be a beisakise? Do we say uh, that it's a, a bathroom or not? And similarly, he's minu lebeis mahu. What if it, we establish a place as a bathhouse? A bathhouse has a couple of strikes against it also, but primarily people are not dressed in a bathhouse. So, Pasha, you can't make a bracha lifnei erva, even in front of a, a male erva. That's why the whole Hasidish gartel and the Litvaks rely on the on the underwear band or a belt or something to separate to be mafsik ben libol erva. Fascinatingly, women don't have a din of being mafsik ben libol erva because the anatomy is such that when one is standing up, it's not visible. So it's not, it's a different, uh, the, Gemara, the Gemara discusses this elsewhere, I think. Anyways, what about his minul beis Do we say, says the Gemara, zimun moel, o ein zimun moel? So this kasha is a kasha in Ravina. Ravina, in our Gemara, you present it in a way where it seemed pashut to you that there is zimun by a bathroom and by a beis But you yourself, in Seches Brachos and Seches Shabbos, framed it as a question. The Gemara responds, Ravina, chada migo chada kami Do we see this language in Shas? Pretty unique. One question within another. What does that mean? Question one is whether or not Zimun is effective for establishing this framed out room to actually be a bathroom. And if you want to say that there is that Zimun does work, yes, Yad, Oen Yad. That was that was Ravina's question from above. Do we say that there's a Yad for a bathroom? So it's a, it's a double question. That's how we can clarify Ravina to make sure the Gemara is clear. And the Gemara responds with a phrase that we're not used to. Says the Gemara, Tiboyle. Look at the Hagos Habach in Os Katan Aleph. The Hagos Habach writes, uh, Reviol Circus, he writes, Tiboyle, near Bitsido, Tosvos, Pirush, Kemoteku. This is the Nadarim language for Teku, is Tiboyle. Let his question be a question, in effect. It's, uh, again, we, I don't know what the difference is. Is there enough Kamina? Is it just, uh, you know, lexicon? I don't know. That's a good word. It's a little uh, more tongue-in-cheek than Teku. Yeah, I mean, Teku is like this, like, built-in Elio and Navi, religious. By the way, the Gemara, the Rishonim, are Mechalek. The Gemara is Mechalek between a Teku and a Kasha, for example. By a take, we mamish don't know Akasha. There, there are answers that are so those are answerable. So I would ask in Lumdus, are you really right or are you not right? Do we say Tiboyle is like a teku, or is Tiboyle like like the Hagosavach is saying, mm-hmm. or do we say no? Tiboyle is like Akasha, and as long as you have a Yiddish cup, you can find a response. Don't know, don't know. And the Ron here seemingly seems like like you're saying because the Ron and Paskins in all of these cases. The Ron gives up sack and all these. Okay, let's continue. We had said at the end of our mission on Daf Beis that menuda anilach, this strange language of menuda. And the first thing we need to do is question what the word menuda means. We're familiar with the word menuda as in regards to nidui, which is 
like a nida also that she's separated. And here too, that nida, we put this person excommunicado, you're out. So we have to define the word first. But we had said in our Mishnah that Rabbi Akiva was of the opinion, remember the strange language, chochech lahachmir. That was the language in the Mishnah. If you flip back to that base, that was the end of our Mishnah. Last two words on Beis Manalach. Rabbi Akiva Haya Chochech Bazela Hachmir. He was hesitant. He wasn't 100% sure. He debated. And therefore, he wasn't sure. So says the Gemara, making an inference from the, the lack of clarity that Rabbi Akiva had. And I would also add, this is probably the first time in Shas we've seen Rabbi Akiva mm -hmm. uh, teeter. It's a very uncommon. Rabbi Akiva is not... Uh, we, we don't see Tanaim teetering a lot. Anyway, they don't, they don't usually give... Chumras and kulas. It's usually this is the then, and the Gemara will say, but the Abel But here, the Gemara says the Rabbi Akiva wasn't sure, and based on his lack of clarity, the Gemara says, "Amar Moda Rabbi Akiva Malkos." That if a person was said menude anilach, and then he violated that neder, would he get malkos? Says the Gemara, he would not. She'ein loke because the im came. He should have said the Rabbi Akiva is machmir, but the chochech lahachmir, when you have this degree of suffix and you're debating internally, do we say that this is really a violation of another yes or no? There, because we're unsure, because Rabbi Akiva's presentation in our mission is unsure, therefore we would not allow for Malkos to take place. Amara Papa. We need to get into the language. Our Mishnah said menuda, and Rapapa qualifies where this discussion takes place. Amara Papa be Nadina, a different language. And here, this language of Nadina is the Rishonim right, Alashon Neder. Be Medina Minach, there, Dikule Amalo That's Mamisha Neder. And in fact, there, you would be Chayav Malkos. That language is too strong. And Mishamta Minach, I mean, I am excommunicating you. Being Mishamit someone is not a Neder. It's excommunicado. You're out, but it doesn't mean that you violated a Neder. There, Lukule Alma Shari. Everyone agrees that that's fine. But my Pligi, where do we have this hesitation from Rebbe Akiva? As we turn to the top of Zion and Medbezim, we'll learn to the last line of this page. Says the Gemara, Bimenuda Anilach, the language of our Mishnah. The Rebbe Akiva Savar, Rebbe Akiva was of the opinion, Lishna de Niduyahi. It's a language of Niduya, which we saw in the previous pages, a Lashon Neder. Virabonan Sabre, Lishna de Mishmasnahi. It's a, a language of Cherem. It's a language of excommunication, which has nothing to do with Nadarm directly. However, this Machlokas between the Tanakam and Rebbe Akiva and our Mishnah and Daf Beis is subject to a Machlokas. Meaning, we don't know what their machlokas is about. What we just said is version one of how to understand the Tanakam and Rabbi Akiva. Mm -hmm. The Rabbi Akiva says that the language of, men, of Menuda is similar to nidu, Niduya. And the Chachamim said, no, it's similar to Cherem. Upliga the Rav Chizda, who understood the machlokas differently. Let's see how Rav Chizda saw that. Tahu Gavra, there was a man. To Omar, he had said the following phrase. Mishmasna benichse debrei de Rav Yermia bar Abba. There's a cherem on the properties as it relates to the son of Rav Yirmiya Bar Abba. And also Lakamidir of Chiza, they brought it to him. And Omar Lay, this case was definitely a case of Mashasna. And what did he say? Nobody agrees with Rabbi Akiva. But here we know exactly what language was used. It was the language of Mashasna, the language of Shamta. And what do we say? That in that case, Rabbi Akiva was Machmir, he was Chochech Bazelah Achmir. And what does the Gemara say about Rav Chiza? We don't paskin like Rabbi Akiva, which means that Rabbi Akiva's opinion was even in regards to a language of Shamta, which shows us that Rav Chiza had a different understanding of our Machlokas than the Gemara's initial presentation. Kasavar, he seems to hold, that the argument of Rabbi Akiva and the Rabbanon is in the language of Shamta. Okay, 
let's uh, discuss a couple cases that are related, but not exactly the same. If a person had a need to be done in front of him, and you want to be matir that nether, he has to be in front of you. Can't, again, if, if you made the nether with him in, in the room, you can only be matir the nether that way. If you made a nether about a person and he wasn't in your presence, so then you can be matir nether anywhere. Next in. Says the Gemara, Amarav Chanan Amarav, Hashomea Haskaras Hashem Mipichavero, Tzarchlin Adoso. If a person has a Haskaras Hashem, he says Hashem's name. We have to give parameters to Hashem's name here. It really depends on what we're talking about. Is it Yud Kevavke? Is it the Shem of Adnos? Is it the 72 letter name? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, says uh, the, the Ran, about 10 lines down, uh, that Mafkinan Azhara, Lemazkir Shem Shemaim Levatala, Midichzibes Hashem Alukechatira. So there's a proper Isra Doraisa to say Hashem's name. I don't think this is regular bracha levatala, but I guess I could see how that would work out. There's a general machlokas about bracha levatala, and most Ashkenazim are of the opinion that if a person says a shahakol out of the blue, that's an isr derabana. Um, however, if you are of Sephardic descent, they actually hold that that's an isr doraisa, and according to some, it's even rooted in the Ten Commandments. Very, very strong. The question is, how do we define that? And what is this as well? Also fits into this discussion. Not clear from the Ron one way or the other. But says the Gemara, almost halfway down on Zion and that if you hear your friend being Mazkir Shem Shamayim, you have to put him in Nidui. And if you heard it and you did not, you're the, you're the bystander, you heard it. If you don't put him in Nidui, then who asked you have You, the bystander, you're guilty. You have to stand up for Kavod Shammai. You have to make sure that you're doing what's right. Any time that a Kodesh Baruch Hu's name is used when it should not be used, Sham Anius Mitsuya. Whenever that happens, poverty strikes down when Hashem's name is used incorrectly. The Anius Kemisa, this we've seen throughout Shas a couple of times, that being poor has uh, been compared to death. Shene'emar, how do we know that? What does that pasuk mean? That wherever the chachamim put their eyes, o misa, o oni, and um, we need to spend time on this drasha, but we're not going to to understand it fully. But the point is that uh, that person, we have a din, if we're a listener, we have a din that we have to put that person into nidui if they are mazkir shem shamay. Last short line. Amar Rabbi Abba, Abba I was standing in front of Rav Huna. I heard the voice of a woman. And we heard that Da'avka uh, left her mouth, the Shem Hashem Levatala. She said what she shouldn't have said. She said one of the Shemos of Hashem. And he put her into Cherem. And after the Cherem was done, he undid the Cherem right away. Slap on the wrist. A little bit of a short consequence. Says the Gemara, Shmami Notlas. From this little story, we can learn three things about the halachos of, of, of a woman being mazkir, Shem Shamaim uh, Levatola. Number one, Shmami No, Hashomea Hazkaras Hashem Mipicha a verification and validation of the Gemara we saw just a few lines ago. That when a person hears Hazkaras Shem Shamaim Mipicha Vero they have to put him into Nidui. Vishmami No, Nidahu Bifano. And also we see that if one is nidahu b'fanav, ein matir lo el he was the only one, or I should say, she would have to be removed from her cherem in front of him, right? They have to be in the same room, same gemara we also learned. So this is also a validation of what we learned earlier. And lastly, ushmami no, ein bein nidui lehafar 
It's okay if the time between the nidui and the removal of the nidui is simply momentary. That was what we just saw. He gave her the slap on the wrist and she moved on. She understood. We're going to put you in cherem. And then right when he was done, he was matir her from her cherem. So again, what exactly was accomplished? Is it a fear tactic? I don't know. I don't know. Again, we need to be shown him here and need to spend some time on it. Next, last one for the night. Amar Rav Gidl Amar Rav. Talmud Chacham menade la'atzmo umefer la'atzmo. A Talmud Chacham can put himself into Nidui and can take himself out of Nidui. Says the Gemara, shouldn't that just be Pashat? What would be the restriction of him removing his own Nidui? Pshita. Says the Gemara, no. Mahu de teimam ein chavush matir atzmo mi beso asurin. This is not uh, just a catchphrase. It's a halachic phrase. That when a person is chavush, when a person is imprisoned, then he cannot be matir himself from the Beso Asurim, which of course doesn't mean prison. It means that if you trap yourself in a halachic scenario, you cannot then be the one to remove yourself from that trap. That's what it means when the Gemara says, Ein matir that that's not true. That when it comes to Nidui, a person can self-impose Nidui and remove themselves from the Nidui, no problem. First. That is the next line of the Gemara. Literally the next line of the Gemara. Hechi dami, like Stan said, ki hadamar zutra chasida. Ki mechayev bar rav shamta, when the base medrash, the bay rav, when they would put someone into shamta, into excommunication, mashmis nafshe beresha, he would first put himself into uh, into nidui. The hadam shames bar rav. And then he would put the other person into Nidui. And And then he would undo his own um, Nidui and then undo the Nidui of the other person. We'll stop right here. Tomorrow night we'll pick up again with Amar Rav Gidl, another halachic case scenario. Wishing you all a beautiful night.